This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. It's that time again. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, the Eric Erickson Show. Delighted to have you with me. The phone number, you want to be on the program, 877-97-ERIC, 877-973-7425. There is a topic many of you have wanted me to talk about. I have gotten inundated for the last month with please talk about this. And I have declined because it was no longer a problem. It was gone away, gotten rid of, but now it's back and we need to talk about it now. Time to bring you up to speed. Uh, I'm talking, of course, about the $600 provision that the Democrats had put into their reconciliation package. And let me lay out the timeline for you so you understand. Uh, This took off. In July and August, uh, this was one of the Democrats' plans to boost revenue to the federal government was for financial institutions to provide monthly reports to the federal government on any bank account that did more than $600 in transactions. It was untenable, and the Democrats pulled it. They pulled it uh, because there was actually a lot of outrage from progressive Democrats at at the time And a lot of Republicans made hay out of it. Now, the progressive Democrats went after it because they thought it would penalize minorities, uh, and it would. So they got rid of it. But as they are arguing over the uh, how to pay for the reconciliation package, a scaled-down one, where they're not going to be able to get all the tax increases they want, it's back on the table. Nancy Pelosi says it's on the table. It's not. Now, let's be clear here. I, there's a lot of misinformation out here on this. People are spun up about it, and I understand why. I am too. But I want to try to be as reasonable in, in dealing with it as possible so that you understand. The provision was taken out. It is not currently in the current plan. But... Nancy Pelosi yesterday said it is back on the table. It is something that we need to, that they want to look at as they move forward. And one of the big reasons why is because the Democrats are convinced that people are not paying their fair share of taxes. And as they are bringing back the restructure plan, They've made a significant modification to it uh, that really does expose the lie. They're saying that it is all about uh, making sure billionaires and millionaires are paying their fair share, but it's changed. 
Here is how the provision will work. Your financial institution will be required to provide regular updates to the Internal Revenue Service if your account does more than $600 in transactions a month for accounts that have more than $600 in them. Now, how will that work? Well, the IRS will get monthly a statement of your uh, inflows and outflows from your bank account. It is essentially financial stop and frisk. The Democrats are convinced all of you are not paying your taxes. Now, I want to get to that, but first, here's the twist how the Democrats have changed this. Originally, this was financial institutions, banks, credit unions, community banks. It's now also apps. A lot of people trade a lot of money, send a lot of money back and forth on an app called Venmo. There's another app called the Cash App. And then there's Apple Pay and Google Pay, where you can transfer money back and forth to each other on these cards uh, that are digital on your phones. I, I, I've got the Venmo app. Any of you want to want to buy my private airplane around beach house, E.W. Erickson on Venmo, you go on, you can send me some money right now. <laughs> but do it now because if this passes, uh, it'll get reported if you, if you send me a good chunk of change, which you're more than welcome to send me. They, they want Venmo and Cash App and Apple Pay and Google Pay to also provide IRS reports if you're sending money. Now, my wife and I use a, a housekeeping service, and we pay them weekly, and we use Venmo. And that transaction works out to be less than $600 a month. But then I use Venmo for other things. I, I had a buddy of mine who was an internet friend. We haven't actually met in person, but I know him fairly well on social media. And his brother was getting married in New Orleans, and I sent him some money to, to uh, have drinks on me in New Orleans through Venmo. All that stuff adds up over time and could get me to $600, in which case Venmo would have to send the IRS notifications of the inflows and outflows. Now, why are they doing this? Well, they say it's for millionaires and billionaires, but millionaires and billionaires are not the ones using Venmo and Cash App. It is the gig economy that is using that. What is the gig economy? The gig economy is people who are picking up one-off jobs. Uh, they're they're doing an Uber. They're they're an Uber driver. They're a Lyft driver. Uh, they're doing one-off handyman work or cleaning houses. They're a hairdresser. They're a gardener, and they're being paid on Venmo. They're being paid on Cash App. And the IRS is afraid those people are making a lot of money and they're not telling the IRS about it. So what they want is financial institutions to do the reporting for them. There's something called a Terry stop in the country. Prior to 1968, it was unconstitutional for police to randomly stop someone and frisk them. In 1968, in the case of Terry versus Ohio, the Supreme Court ruled that if a police officer has a reasonable suspicion that someone is armed and presently dangerous, the police officer is allowed to identify himself as a police officer and ask questions of the person he believes is possibly armed and presently dangerous. 
If the police officer's reasonable suspicions are not alleviated, he has the right to then frisk the outer layers of clothing of that individual to see if that individual has a gun. New York City in the 1990s weaponized the what became known not as Terry Stops, but as Stop and Frisk. They deployed it in minority communities in New York City to reduce crime. It was part of the broken window theory of crime, which the left has tried their best to denigrate. It actually works, contrary to some of the psycho-pseudo uh, social psychology studies that have been done about it. Uh, the, the broken window theory comes from the idea that you see a broken window in a home that does not get fixed. People know it's abandoned and crime will move in there. So you fix focus on the small things and the big things don't happen. It actually does work. Michael Bloomberg in 2015 at the Aspen Institute, let me read you what he said. 95% of murders, murderers and murder victims fit one MO. You can just take the description, Xerox it, and pass it out to all the cops. They are male minorities 16 to 25. That's true in New York. That's true in virtually every city. And that's where the real crime is. You got to get the guns out of the hands of people that are getting killed. So you want to spend the money on a lot of cops in the streets, put the cops where the crime is, which means in minority neighborhoods. So one of the unintended consequences is people say, oh, my God, you're arresting kids for marijuana and they're all minorities. Yes, that's true. Why? Because you put all the cops in minority neighborhoods. Yes, that's true. Why? Because that's where all the crime is. And the way you get the guns out of the kids' hands is to throw them up against the wall and frisk them. That was Mayor Michael Bloomberg in 2015. Uh, that audio did not leak until last year when he ran for president. Stop and frisk. You go to where you think the crime is. And you frisk the people you see. Members of Congress, the President, and the IRS, and the Secretary of Treasury, they are convinced that you are a tax fraud. If you use Venmo, if you use the Cash App, if you're trading small dollars and you're working mostly in cash, they are convinced you're cheating on your taxes. So what they have decided to do is to make the banks stop and frisk you on behalf of the federal government. Like stop and frisk, this will disproportionately impact minorities and white blue-collar workers, many of whom now use these apps for transactions. The gig economy. They're far more likely to use these apps and to trade in cash than college-educated white professional-class people. So they want the banks to report your annual inflows and outflows from bank accounts with at least $600 in it or $600 worth of transactions. Venmo, Cash App, Apple Pay, Google Pay, all the other pay services will be involved as well. They will have to do the reporting. The banks are opposed to it. They say it'll drive up their costs too much. Community banks are opposed. Credit unions are opposed. The apps are opposed. They're all opposed, and the Democrats thus far don't care. According to Nancy Pelosi, this is her quote, yes, there are concerns some people have, but if people are breaking the law and not paying their taxes, one way to track them is through this banking measure. The Democrats do not trust the American people, to be honest. They think you're all cheating on your taxes, and they want to find you. Now, how will this work in practice? Well, banks will do an inflow-outflow report to the IRS. The IRS keeps all the W-2s and 1099s. 
They keep it on the computer. It's done digitally. So you do the 1099s, you do the W-2s, and you can find a percentage. And are you inflowing and outflowing way more money percentage-wise than what the IRS has as your income? If you are, you get an audit. And that's what this is about, making the IRS's job easier to come find the tax cheats. It's an invasion of everyone's privacy so that the IRS can do a better job of targeting potential tax cheats. But here's the issue, ultimately. The Democrats said in their reconciliation package and in their infrastructure plan, people who pay less than or make less than $400,000 a year will not be impacted. That's been a lie. It's been proven a lie. This is greatly a lie. You know, people who do this sort of stuff in the gig economy, they make $60,000, $70,000 a year. That still puts you as a taxpayer. And they're going to get slammed now by the IRS. They're going to get slammed. And they're going to get slammed because Congress is greedy. Congress has an insatiable desire to spend your money. And Congress, the Democrats in particular, believe the worst about you. Therefore, they want the IRS to come after you. Therefore, they need your banks and your Venmo apps to report on you. Hat tip to Thomas, who just sent me 10 cents. <laughs> wow. Um. Y'all, this, this, you need to know that uh, a lot of the Democrats now are upset about it. What you should also know is the hypocrisy here. The progressives were the ones who were originally opposed to this because they thought it would come after minority communities. And all of the data shows that it actually will hit minority communities hardest because uh, black and Hispanic workers are more likely to participate in the gig economy than white people. So it will hit them hardest. So progressives were opposed. Progressives have now suddenly decided they're A-OK with it. Why? Because they want the money. They want the money. Who cares about the black and Hispanic people who the IRS will target and harass when they get the money to spend on the Green New Deal? The hypocrisy there is a staggering. But really what you need to know here, the bottom line is that this provision, Nancy Pelosi is saying they're thinking it's going to come back. It's not in right now. They're thinking of putting it back in. And they're putting it back in not to target millionaires and billionaires, but to target the middle class that they believe are cheating on their taxes. And they want the banks to stop and frisk you on behalf of Uncle Sam. Tip of the hat to Noah, who realized I was also E.W. Erickson on the Cash App. I, I'm Y'all, I use E.W. Erickson everywhere. And if there's, a, if there's an app where I can't use it, I just don't use the app. Um... I feel like I need to trademark. I don't even know if I can trademark it, but I literally, I use that everywhere. Someone actually on, one of the reasons, there are a lot of reasons I don't use Snapchat, uh, but one of them is because someone actually snapped up E.W. Erickson when Snapchat first came out and then wanted to sell it to me for a thousand bucks. I said, I'm not using this app anyway. So that person, I don't know what they ever did with it, but nonetheless, I digress. Let us move on uh, to phone calls here. Hang on one second. I got to get into the system here and let me go to Susie, who is up first. Welcome. Hi, Derek. Hi there. How you doing? I'm great. Uh, Susie, we got a bit of a delay, though, so you got to get straight to the point. Okay. 
Okay, right to the point. My point is, aside from the cost that the banks will incur to make this law happen, how do they actually propose making it happen? Because at this current time, the IRS still cannot process properly, timely filed tax returns. And I know now that really they just have an MO of sending out notices and haranguing people for money that they don't even owe because the IRS hasn't reviewed returns to determine what is really owed. You know, it's, it, okay, so it's funny you should say this because I literally on Saturday got a bill from the IRS for my 2018 taxes saying I owed, hang on a second, hang on. Ah, here it is, I got it right here. $243.67 on my 2018 taxes. Um, it turns out that uh, I did not have a um, investment statement from, and I sold some stock and that's what it was. I, I mean, I, I did actually, uh, to their credit, I legitimately owed it. Um, I, I totally free, you know, nowadays you got to print the stuff out instead of they mailing it to you. But anyway, so $243. So I got the bill on Saturday. And underneath the amount you owe, it's this was October 8th. I got the bill. It said uh, it will be past due if you do not do it, um, if you do not pay it by October 7th. So I got it the day after it was due. Uh, yeah. Uh, now, to their credit, I did legitimately owe the money. I paid it. Um, may, maybe they'll realize with the mail slowdown. Not a problem. But that was 2018. 2018. You know, under the statute of limitations, I, I think it's seven years for tax fraud. Here's the thing, though. There's no statute of limitations if you haven't paid your taxes. So if you lie on your taxes, they got seven years. But if you've never paid your taxes, they have your entire life. That's the catch here. Uh, I, I don't believe they've added a statute of limitations for failure to pay. It's just you've paid, but you've lied about it. Um, that is where they're going to get you because these gig economy workers, this is their presumption is that they're not paying any taxes and they're supposed to, and therefore they've got an unlimited statute of limitations. They, they got no time. They can go back all the way. So how is this going to work is the banks will have to provide statements of your annual transactions your inflows and outflows, if they're in either direction, more than $600, or your bank account has $600 in it. All of the inflows and outflows of your bank account will go. So basically everyone uh, who has a bank account, which working American has a bank account that has less than $600? And you know, with the price of groceries these days, you go to the grocery store once every week for four weeks, you're probably going to be spending 600 bucks at your local grocery store. So they're going to be able to seize all your transaction information on that. Between that and the cost of gas, that's what they're going to do. It's a massive invasion of privacy of the American public because they're convinced some people are cheating on taxes. Therefore, all of us must have our privacy invaded. Uh, got more people who want to talk about this. Uh, when we come back, I will keep taking those phone calls before I move on. The phone number is 877 877- 97-ERIC-877-973-7425. And after we get through this, well, the poor Democrats, in addition to now suddenly having to deal with this issue, they got the big issue of what do they actually do about the reconciliation bill? 
Hi there, it is Eric Erickson here. It is my show, and the phone number is 877-97-ERIC, 877-973-7425. I want to go back to the phones so waiting patiently is Greg. Welcome to the program. Hey, Eric, you know, they're going to track everything. And for them to effectively track everything, there's got to have to be a description line for each transaction. Mm-hmm. They're going to see everything you do, including individual to individual personal gun sales. Oh, you know, yes, that's actually, yes. If there's a gun sale, uh uh-huh. This is a, this is a wide, in a, in a deep net. They're, they're going after a lot of different things. And I don't think we're really being told what they're going after. Yeah, that's, you it's know, that, that's a that's a good point. And, you know, we can tell superficially, and, and Greg, thank you very much for the phone call. The Superficially, yes, they want to see inflows and outflows to see if people are paying their taxes. But it's not a far step for the IRS to then have to share the data uh, if, if it's coded. Because, so here's the thing, uh, the basics of this, the basics of the plan, and for those of you just tuning in, let, let me reset this. The Democrats had considered a plan to require banks to report any transactions in a bank account if it's more than $600 a month in inflows or outflows to the IRS. They dropped it back in September. They have resurrected it now, and they've resurrected it, and they've added in apps like Venmo, Cash App, Apple Pay, Google Pay. Available, E.W. Erickson, if anybody wants to send some cash. Um, so what they're doing now is they are requiring that Venmo, Cash App, Apple Pay, Google Pay, uh, your local bank, credit union, and by the way, business accounts are excluded from this. It's it's individual accounts. That they send to the IRS a statement of inflows and outflows. So the IRS can then run a very quick computer check. According to your 1099s and W-2s that are sent to the IRS from the companies that pay you, your inflows should be this. If your inflows are way more than that, uh, there's got to be a red flag and they trip an audit. If your outflows are more than that, there's got to be an audit because you clearly have income flowing in in some other direction that's allowing you to spend way more than the bank account shows you have coming in. So what exactly is going on? That's what this is about. But we don't know what the regulations say. So if the regulations then code it for person-to-person transactions, it becomes very easy over time to figure out did you buy a gun from someone? Did you sell a gun to someone? And a, a host of other issues as well. And I'll tell you where else this comes in. Drug dealing. Drug dealing. Uh, the the drug account. So we have a lot of states now that have legalized marijuana. People come from states where it's not legal. They go to the states where it's legal. They stock up and they move back to their state and they do the transactions on Cash App and Venmo. Instead of cash trading hands, you're doing it on the apps. It becomes very easy to find the drug dealers. 
becomes very easy to find the gun traders. It becomes very easy to find the hairdresser who's doing a lot on Venmo instead of getting paid uh, with a credit card at a, at a cash register. It becomes very easy. They're going after the drug dealer. They're going after the gun salesman. They're going after the hairdresser. They're going after the plumber. They're going after people in the middle class. They're not going after rich people with this. It's a massive invasion of privacy that's taken place. And let's be clear, there are a lot of people who are doing this to avoid taxation. There are a lot of people doing this to avoid taxation. People who should be paying taxes. But the way the government's going about it is to essentially have banks stop and frisk all of us to find the tax cheats out there. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Steve calling from our affiliate up in Dayton, Ohio. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me on. Sure. Um, I was just going to comment on what you were saying that uh, I'm a tax practitioner. I do personal and small business income taxes. And, you know, I, I find people all the time trying to skirt it. Not that I agree with what the Congress is doing. And secondly, um, the tax that they're probably going after is the self-employment tax because when you make any profit on any of these things, you're paying 15.3% for the Social Security oh, I forgot about and that the one. Medicare on any of this profit. So that's the big tax that people are skirting. I totally forgot about the self-employment tax. Yeah, that that's one I've had to pay in the past. Um, yeah, and look, I mean, there absolutely are people who are cheating on their taxes. They're not paying what they're supposed to pay. Um, but oh, so now Steve, while I've got you and I apologize, the delay here makes it a little difficult to have a conversation, but it, we had a caller earlier who said something I've noticed myself, uh, that the IRS is having a hard time processing a lot of claims. Like I, I've got a tax bill and I know I've, I've got to pay it by tomorrow. I've got to file my taxes. I got an extension, uh, and it may be like three or four years from now before I hear anything from them on this. Is this becoming a growing problem with them in your experience? Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody, is, there are people all over having difficulty there behind on getting you the audit letter or the letter asking you for more money. They're, they're behind on everything, refunds, getting audits out, processing the return. So everything is well behind because that 2018 letter normally should have been out like a year ago for you. And, yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're behind on everything. <sighs> Well, uh, the government has fine. Listen, thank you very much for calling uh, WHIO up in Dayton, Ohio. Um, I, I just, I, and you know, to Steve's point, as someone who prepares taxes, there absolutely are people who are not paying taxes. You and I do what we're supposed to do, and we pay our taxes. And people have side incomes, the side hustle, they call it now, and they're not accounting for those taxes. Yeah. But is it worth the invasion of privacy into all of our accounts to catch those people? Now, here's the other thing. This, this is, this is a, a really important here. We have repeatedly seen data leak from the IRS, particularly to target conservatives. Now they have our bank account information. How soon do you think it's going to be before a progressive activist embedded within the IRS weaponizes that against us and starts leaking that information? That's a real problem with it, with it. Um, they're, they're, they're just they're going to generally be targeting conservatives 
on this, which is unfortunate. Let's go back to the phones. Joe, you're going to be up next on the Eric Erickson Show. Welcome. Hey, Eric. This is Joe from Atlanta. I appreciate your taking my call. I'm a retired banker, and we have been reporting 10000 and over in cash transactions for forever. And once we do that, we never hear back word boo from the IRS or the government. How in the world do they expect to deal with billions of these transactions? Yeah, look, I, I mean, this this is a problem. And it, yeah, the, the, the 10000 I forgot about the $10,000 transfer rule. But yes, uh, I actually ran into that uh, a couple of weeks ago. I had to, I was moving money from one account into another account um, from, from savings to be able to pay something I'd been saving for. And ran into trouble with the bank in trying to do that just because of this particular rule. It was, it was kind of absurd, uh, the ways to get around it. But, Joe, you're right. They they are overwhelmed already with this. This just further overwhelms system. Of course, you know what then happens. Then the IRS comes back and says, hey, we need more money now. Increase our budget. It's what the post office is doing. The post office has slowed the mail down. So for those of you just tuning in, I, I got a bill from the IRS – Legitimate bill. I did owe him some money. Uh, there was a, a stray 1099 for some investment income that I had failed to print, and my accountant didn't realize it. I didn't realize it. So it's 249 bucks. I got the bill, literally got it in the mail October 8th, and it said that it was due October 7th because the mail has slowed down. And you know what the mail? You know what the post office wants? They slowed down the mail and said, Congress, if you give us more money, we'll speed the mail back up. So the IRS gets overwhelmed with these statements from banks. And what are they going to do? What are they going to do? They're going to say, hey, give us more money. Now, the reality is that as someone who has done computer programming stuff in the past, uh, what can be done is that these things are digital, electronic, tied to your social security number. They go in, a computer runs an algorithm and says, oh, this person, they're probably ripe for an audit. Then the IRS shouldn't have to do anything. But you and I both know the government will never do it the easy way. Now, this is all coming as we have all sorts of other issues out there at play. Inflation. You know, Ron Klain, the uh, chief of staff for the president, says inflation is a high-class problem. You low- and middle-class people, you don't have to worry about inflation, except you do. The Democrats are now fighting over this stuff. Uh, Congresswoman Jayapal came out last night and said that the Democrats are perfectly willing to reject the October 29th deadline to resolve these things. The progressives are, and that the progressives will hold together. Well, here's a problem. So there's something called the Surface Transportation Fund, the Surface Transportation Highway Fund. Uh, And it is a um, fund that is used, Surface Transportation Block Grant Fund, it is used to allocate money to states to fix roads. So when you pay your federal gas tax, that money is then block granted back to the states. The states just get the money. It's got to be used to take care of roads. But Congress does funding for it in five-year increments based on what they project gas revenue is going to be. The funding has run out. And Congress has been reauthorizing it uh, over over, uh, a, a couple of months periods. 
And now we're at the point where Congress has to fully fund it for five years, and it's in the bipartisan infrastructure plan. The next five-year funding is in this plan. So if they don't pass the bipartisan infrastructure plan by October 29th, the deadline for funding the Surface Transportation Fund for the next five years is October 29th. If the Democrats can't come up with their reconciliation plan by October 29th, they've got to have Republican votes to fund the Surface Transportation Fund. And the Republicans already say, we're, we're, not, we're not doing it. We're not helping you with any of this stuff. You've shut us out of the process. We're not going along for any of it. So the progressives deciding to drag their feet are setting the Democrats up to have another fiscal crisis. And they know it. That's the thing. And it's driving now even the president crazy that they keep doing this. The president emboldened the progressives to shut everything down to get as much as they could. And now they're dragging everything out. It wouldn't surprise me if the Democrats try to cut a deal with the Republicans and say, help us pass the bipartisan plan and we promise we won't do reconciliation. Would not surprise me at all. Now, there's no trust between the GOP and the Democrats. That would be the problem. At this point, though, this is on the Democrats. The Democrats, the progressives, are the ones who keep dragging this stuff out. The progressives are the ones who keep trying to drive up the costs. And the progressives are now the ones who are trying to get banks to turn you into the federal government. This isn't going to work well for the Democrats. They're just setting themselves up for another fiscal crisis. You know, I don't want you to be set up for a fiscal crisis. I'd like you to do business with good companies that can save you some money. And one of those that can is Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile gives discounts to veterans, first responders, people with multi-line houses. You got a lot of kids with cell phones. You probably need to go talk to Patriot Mobile, and their coverage is outstanding. I was actually driving through a rural part of Georgia last week, and I never lost bars with Patriot Mobile. You won't either. They have data. They got cell service. You can roll your phone number over to them. And here's the amazing thing. They take a portion of their profits, and they fund the pro-life movement. They fund the Second Amendment cause. They fund the conservative cause. They're actually Christian and conservative. The owners are. They are very explicit about it. They're not going to waver. You're not going to get them funding woke causes. They're going to fund conservative causes, and you can be a part of it by taking your business to them. You can be proud of the cell phone company you're using. What you do is you go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric. That's patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. You can call them 972-PATRIOT. Tell them Eric sent you. You get free activation. Here's the thing as well. If you call them 972-PATRIOT, their customer service is 100% U.S.-based. You're not calling someone in Bangladesh. You're not calling someone in, in, in Mumbai. You're calling someone in Dallas, Texas, or San Jose, California, someone around the United States of America. They've got great customer service. They're great people, and you can be proud to do business with them knowing they're going to fund your, the causes you care about. It's patriotmobile.com slash Eric or 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. You get free activation. Hi there, it is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-97-ERIC, 877-973-7425. We got to move on uh, from this topic about the IRS. So I'm going to let Jeff be the last caller here. Welcome to the program, Jeff. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate you taking my call. There are a few things that make me more angry than this uh, $600 tracking, uh, financial tracking by the IRS. The, uh, the Democrats may think that some Americans are tax cheats, but we have proof that the Democrats and Congress waste money. We left billions of dollars of military equipment behind in Afghanistan. We've got hundreds of millions of dollars of 
uh, fencing rusting down in Texas. We're paying contractors $5 million a day not to fulfill their contracts to raise the wall. We're letting all these people in illegally. The costs are skyrocketing, and now they want to track us at the $600 level. They need to stop wasting money before they go down this route. A few things make me more angry than this. Yeah, thank listen, you very much, Eric. Jeff. Thank you for this. You know, Charlie was just telling me uh, that you know, back during the Common Core debacle and Obamacare, the phones lit up with this sort of stuff. Uh, the the number of phone calls we've gotten on this, and a lot of people just uh, haven't been able to get through. And it was a warning sign for Democrats at the time just how pissed off people were about this. And, you know, you you see this occasionally with Republicans, but in particular, these sorts of issues, you get a good sense of the anger of people out there. And the Democrats are playing with fire on this one as word gets out. Y'all, real quick, uh, before I do anything else, I got to tell you, 21 years ago today, my wife said I do. She actually did the love, honor, and obey thing. A friend of ours who was who was watching us get married literally audibly gasped as Christy said obey. I've been obeying that woman ever since. 21 years of it. She's been fantastic. I just, I love my wife. Uh, she gets so much credit for making it possible for me to be able to do what I do for a living and to be able to take care of the family. Uh, and I'm just 21 years. It's been a heck of a journey, heck of a ride. 21, 5100 more.